everybody. Welcome to the Pause Podcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm leading the show here today. Um, I'm here with my friend Mari, your friend Mari. Um, and we are in day 15. Um, and we are continuing in Mark 9. Um, and just a reminder of who we are and our mission here. Um, we want you to carve out time and pay attention to your soul um, every day. And so hopefully this time that you spend um, is a little bit of that. Um, okay, so we are going to read Mark 9, 42 through 50. Mar, do you mind reading that for us? Sure. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Okay. Thank you, Mari. Um, okay. There are so many. I feel like there are a lot of different um, like places we could go with this, but I want to talk about the language and the imagery. It kills me. Um, the hyperbole to me in these verses like always makes me pause. It's so intense. <laughs> It's so intense because it's like, hey, throw a giant millstone around your neck and go ahead and walk into the ocean, <laughs> which a millstone is like um, a giant concrete circle, um, yep. which you needed several people to roll one of these things. So it's not just like, hey, you know, put, I don't know, like put a um, chain around your neck. This is like, no, one of those giants. Something you couldn't even lift or put, put it, it around, around your neck. Your neck. <laughs> um, and then he's like, cut your hand off. And while you're at it, saw your foot <laughs> off too. Uh, gouge your eye out. Um, that's good. That's good. It's better for you to have one good eye than have two eyes and be thrown into hell. <laughs> and then he talks about being salty, which is hilarious in today's connotation, oh, yeah, in today's context. And then he ends by saying, be at peace with everyone. Yep. It's like, haha, thanks, Jesus. Great. Good summary. <laughs> I don't know why I was like, when I was reading this and all the imagery, it reminded me of the scene from World War Z. Have you seen that movie? It's about zombies. No. Yeah, zombie movie. Yeah. No, I haven't uh, seen it. I love it. it. Anyway, spoiler alert, Brad Pitt cuts off this woman's arm to save her from becoming a zombie. <laughs> and How he does, does it in like a couple her? seconds. Like, does she well, get because it's like, bit yeah, she something? gets bitten. Okay. Bitten? She gets bit. And in order to save it from um, like spreading through her body because she only has a couple seconds before she turns into a zombie, Ew. he like immediately like cuts her arm off of the machete. <laughs> okay. So he saves her. And then I think about that scene from Monty Python. Oh, yeah. Where, classic. Um, classic. He's like, it's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> and he's got like his arms and legs cut off. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, so anyway, so I think of that when I read these verses. It feels a it, little ridiculous. Yeah, it feels ridiculous. It feels exaggerated. Yeah. But I think with further study, really Jesus is saying, this is important. Mm -hmm. I mean this. So these verses aren't meant to be taken literally. <laughs> we need to make that clear. <laughs> yes. He's not telling people that self-mutilation is the end goal mm -hmm. if you cause yourself or someone else to sin. 
So just, you know, a word there. (laughs) But he's saying um, in verse 42 in particular, it is a cry against discouraging or tempting or trampling or destroying the faith of disciples, the faith of followers of Christ. Um, It was really cool when I was reading and researching it. Um, little one in that verse is not a reference to children. Oh, I always thought it was. Me too. And so I was like reading it and reading some of the commentary, but it really means someone who's a disciple. So whose faith is maybe new or young. Um, So don't cause them to stumble. Um, Don't cause someone else to sin. You should not be the reason that someone else is sinning. They're just getting started. You know, they're like a little baby seed. (laughs) Don't trample on them. Um, so I thought that was a really cool thing to point out, that little one is not necessarily a reference to children. Um, and then you see it shifts to yourself. Um, so tempting other people and then tempting yourself. So if there is a temptation that is endangering your soul and it through your eyes, through your hands or your actions or through your steps, then cleanse it. Um, mm. And that could mean like anything, like sexual sin, violence, really anything. So he thinks he's saying like, this is really serious. (laughs) Um, This is really serious. Like to the point where we're going to say like, it's better to have uh, one hand than have two and to be plunged into hell. And so then there's the mention of fire and salt. And I love some of the commentaries I read. And it talks about that these are both purifiers um, that fire tests and purifies into substance. Like you think of welding. Yeah. And then salt pervert, perver, uh, preserves a substance. So like uh, if you think about back then, they were a society without refrigeration. And so they would like salt their meat and that's what yeah. kept it fresh. Um, and so I thought about Psalm 66, which is one of my favorite Psalms um, that talks about kind of this, this testing and this purifying. Um, and a few verses in Psalm 66 said, you brought us into the net, you laid a crushing burden on our backs, you let men right over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance, mm-hmm. which is like what faith is, right? We go through fire and it's tested and it's purified. Um, and then we become salt to preserve others. And so fire and salt are purifiers of discipleship. Christians should be fire and salt. This is our role in today's culture oh, cool. and society. Yeah. And I loved um, the message version. I feel like I'm always talking about the message. It says, everyone's going through a refining fire sooner or later, but you'll be well-preserved, protected from the eternal flames. So be preservatives yourselves. Preserve the peace. Which I love that. Like when you mm. think of like preserving the peace, like be at peace with everyone. But he's really like, be a preservative. Um, <laughs> be a purifier, you know? Yeah, and no, that makes sense. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, it's fun to break things down from like the original. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so a couple of thoughts. I, they feel kind of random um, because I feel like I had like a lot of thought reading these verses. So um, we talk a lot about being physical beings. There's like a physicality to us um, and there's a value in the bodies that we inhabit. Um, and there's a shocking nature to these words because God gave us these bodies and he called them good, right? Um, and we are created in this image, and I think that includes our physicality. Um, but I think he's saying here that there's something even bigger at play. It's your soul, and it's the souls of others. And um, there's a connection between your body and your soul, and the kingdom of God is of even more worth and valuable worth. Because um, I love how he, just the connection there that he makes. And then the second thing is um, that there's a cost. I think there's a cost here. There's a cost of following Jesus. Um, and discipleship is not for the faint of heart. It's not always pretty. When you look at like the purifying fire, um, 
And to be a student or a learner is to never arrive, but Jesus is saying it's always worth it. Um, and I love it. It's a reminder of his posture towards us. Um, it's not like sin once or call someone else to sin and then just like cut your hand off and save yourself from hell. It's a process of confession and repentance and the act of speaking and surrender, um, the ways that we've dishonored others and an act of like turning to something new. Mm. Um, so, and not to sound like legalistic, um, it's not condemnation, but it's really a grace um, that Jesus has given us life and that we will live it abundantly. Um, so, yeah, such so as some thoughts from that verse. Oh, that those makes verses. sense. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So moving into the discussion question, um, what when you, when you think of the idea of like fire and salt as like purifiers, um, what is following Jesus cost you and what has been your fire and salt, if that makes sense? Um, and what, how can you be that to other people? Um, I think when people talk about um, discipleship, like being mm-hmm. fire and like burning away and refining mm-hmm. things, I feel like we a lot of times frame it in like a, it'll burn away all the bad, evil actions that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like the a, a lot of the refining that I have experienced has been yeah. burning away perceptions yeah. of others or perceptions of myself. Like it's a lot of refining in my thought life. Mm-hmm. So not so much my actions, but in yeah. my the assumptions that I make and the understandings that I have and the the mm-hmm. the limits that I settle for, like the labels that I um am willing to accept for myself or for others. Um, yeah. And that being fire and salt to others is, I think, extending the freedom that that refinement, that refining process has allowed me is Mm -hmm. like speaking what I see to be true of Mm -hmm. them or pouring into that. So not necessarily being like, that thing you did was so evil, chop your foot off. Um, Yes. But like the way that you treated yourself just now was so graceless like think mm-hmm. about that or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. um, there's there's like a flip side to it mm-hmm. yeah that's really good yeah I kept thinking about like preserving the peace like um, what it means to, to be at peace with everyone <laughs> which feels like unrealistic but it's like what can I do to preserve the peace. Um, so I kept thinking about that and like what that means. Um, but yeah, I think when it comes to like the purifying aspect, um, I think the same, like the thought life purifying, um, kind of stripping away the things that I thought about myself or I thought about, um, Jesus that were inaccurate or incorrect. Um, that's like a big one for me. Um, always like the inner critic. So, um, okay. For the second discussion question, um, in the spirit of transparency, so be free here, um, is there a temptation that if Jesus were literal here <laughs> would cause you um, <laughs> to cut your hands and feet off or to gouge your eyes out? Oh, that's intense. Um, yeah. Be free. I don't even know if I could answer that. That's a really interesting question. Um, or maybe just like a thought about it. I was thinking, ironically, we had talked in a previous episode about like mm-hmm. the glorification of busyness. Mm-hmm. That like 
I don't know. I think a lot of people can relate to this that like I'm not like exactly tempted to murder people or like be yeah. violent towards other like what's going on with my hands and my feet isn't necessarily these like blatant um sins that he sort of categorizes mm-hmm. um but I think anything that 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 takes the place of of worship being the priority in our heart or like what we turn to in worship instead of Jesus mm-hmm. um, is something to be examined here. And yeah, so like uh, my hands and my feet are busy a lot. Yeah. And there's a glorification of that in my life um, that I think could be examined. And yeah. Yeah. Um, cutting my hands and my feet off would <laughs> effectively <laughs> yeah. um, stop that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, about I just, you? I, yeah, I think like I think I said it in a previous episode, but just um, the words I speak and like the um, how quickly I speak them. I think I have a temptation to just speak out of anger or to act out of anger, and I like feel those moments because um, I've realized anger is a really good thing and it tells us something. Um, but when I'm like speaking out of it and there's a temptation there, it's like <laughs> it dishonors people almost every time um, Mm -hmm. versus like slowing and listening. Um, So maybe that would be like cutting my tongue out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's what I think about. That's like my temptation is to dishonor people, which is probably a connection to like preserving the peace. Um, Preserving the peace doesn't mean avoiding conflict, but it means speaking um, out of like a slow, patient awareness of anger. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I want to move and spend... um, our mindfulness portion and confession. Um, I mentioned it briefly at the end of the episode, um, but a confession is an act of expressing the ways that we've wandered, um, wandered, not wandered, wandered, um, and dishonored the image of God and others. Um, So we're going to practice that today, Um, naming those things. Um, So get comfortable. Settle into where you are. Take a few deep breaths. So let these next few minutes be a time between just you and the Lord. We like to say that he is as close to us as our very breath. So as you breathe in and out, acknowledge his presence. either out loud or to yourself. Thank him for being here with you. Spend the next few minutes of silence being honest telling the whole truth. Tell him the temptations you encounter. Tell him the areas that are really hard to give to him. Get in there and tell him, remembering that he meets us with mercy and grace and compassion. He's not going to instruct you to cut off your hands and your feet and send you to hell. He says, daughter, son, 
I died for you to have everlasting life. His arms are open wide to you. Confess these things. It is just you and the Lord. Speak them out loud. Tell him where you may have drifted or where you feel lost. Now spend the next few minutes thanking God, releasing what you shared in gratitude. That this doesn't define you, but that we get to be fire and salt in a world that desperately needs us. We are not disqualified. So spend a few minutes thanking him for his work in your life. Thanks for joining us today. 
If you're looking for show notes to follow up on any references we may have shared, you can find those in the episode description or by going to our website at www.thepausepodcast.com, where you can also find links to our social media, along with a handy guide to subscribing or leaving a review. Thanks for listening.